I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD4. I mean, it definitely would have taken away a pennant. But if Aaron Boone didn't hit that 0-3 home run, are the 2021 New York Yankees where they are? I might just end this like 10 minutes in. This might be a very short, this might be the shortest podcast recording we've had. It's episode 260. And it might be the shortest one of all 260. I did not take notes. Usually I'll have a couple of bullet points down. We're not even going to summarize game by game, inning by inning, at bat by at bat, this series like we usually do. Dude, I didn't even have the energy to record an episode for the Royal Series that we won two or three out of because I just don't have, I just know. This team isn't the one. Um, but I had to hop on. Because we're supposed to record every series. And I don't know. I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. <laughs> this isn't this isn't it. And we've like even though this is gonna be a short episode, very short. It's going to be repetitive as hell. Because it's this when you have the same things happen, it's just... And we've said that before, too. I don't know what to do. It's so disappointing. Like, dude, I was watching... Because I like to torture myself. I love to make myself depressed. So, I think it was... After the game one loss, I was, for some reason, I was, you know, going to bed and scrolling around on YouTube, stumbled upon some Yankees highlights from the postseason in 2017, and I just kept watching them. And then I just kept imagining the fun I had going to the games, being on TV in the bleachers when, when Gary hit the homer to the people right in front of us, traveling to... Cleveland in the 2019, was it? ALDS. That was a good, fun postseason. I remember that. Watching that outside with my family and friends and Chapman. Oh no, DJ hit the homer. Gave us that hope. And then Chapman with the whole thing with the home run. But like, we had fun. We had excitement. We were in the postseason. This Yankees team is probably not going to make the playoffs. And you know what's funny? We criticize the Yankees teams year by year, right? I always do. But the one one of the things I always say is, all right, they'll win 100 games, they'll take the division most likely, and then they'll lose in the playoffs. But we're not, I can't even say that anymore because they're not going to win 100 games this year. They may not even win 85. 
They're not winning no division. They may not even place fucking third. There's a really good shot. It's Boston, Tampa, and Toronto. There's a really great shot. I mean, if Baltimore wasn't as bad as they are, we'd be a last place team. You had World Series aspirations heading into this season. It's June 27th as I'm recording, and we're currently talking about sneaking into the playoffs and trying to grab a wild card spot. That probably means that you ain't getting that World Series if this has now become the goal to reach the wild card. And let's remember, this is a team that only made it in the playoffs last season because over half of the friggin' league made the playoffs due to the Manfred rule. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of sitting here and just running off the same BS. I can't do it. I just can't. So these episodes, for as long as this team remains the same old, miserable, going nowhere club, these episodes are going to be bland, short, and boring. I am very sorry. I'll try to find things to spice it up, but for tonight, I got to get it out of the way. I don't even want to record. I didn't even want to record, again, after that KC series where we took two of three. Because I just know this is this is not an exciting team to talk about. This team, just even when they find these small stretches of success, it's just prolonging the inevitable. Ugh. And they're not turning it around. They're not. I am official. I said in the blog, in the recap, um, this team is not turning it around. I am officially out. I am out on the 21 Yankees. So when they do, you know, get to the parade, like you all like to say, you can exclude me from the parade because I won't be there because I, I am, I am officially out. I don't believe in this team. They're, they're not going to turn it around. So all you analytics people, please just go home. That All you people who tell me that a player or a team should perform eventually, that a correction is coming, so we're supposed to stay patient like good little boys. No, all that mentality does is harm the team. Like I said, that shit, that kind of thinking prolongs the inevitable. The whole waiting for a correction to come prevents you from being proactive and figuring out what's wrong. Figuring out what needs tweaking. That's all that does. So this entire shtick of, of bad luck, of, you know, market correction, sit, 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 and wait, wait, wait. Look up. How has that worked these last couple of years? Excuses, excuses, excuses. That is all analytics ever is. I'll take that back because it, there's a spot for it, but that's all these, it's it's a new generation thing, man. All, all you know, I'm going to sound like an old wave my fist boomer here, but baseball fans, you know, my generation, the generation beneath me, they love analytics because it's an excuse making thing. There's an ex analytics with analytics. There's some kind of bullshit answer for everything. So it makes excuses. 
it makes excuses. The Yankees are doing bad here. Well, this says that. The Yankees are doing bad here. Well, only because this is that, and eventually they'll do this. No, no, no. You have to look at it right now. You can't ignore that they are not playing good right now. They're playing bad right now. And then the, the, somebody threw an idea at me that the Nationals turned it around in the second half of 2019. Their season looked bleak. God, that's a different story. That's the, We're getting to, to roster construct when we're talking about the Nationals in 2019. I mean, you look at that roster, they had a lot of high contact guys. A lot of 300 hitters. A lot of guys 280 and above. And you like OPS? A lot of guys with OPS is 800, 900, 1,000. A couple of guys 1,000. They had a good hitting club. They put the ball in play and they had power. They had a good defensive club. They had a hell of a starting staff too, by the way. Corbin. Scherzer. Strasburg. Sanchez to round it off. That's actually an example of when analytics was right. They were correct. They did figure it out because they had the roster to reach their potential. The Yankees, no, you can't use that. The Yankees don't have that. Their roster is clunky. Very clunky. There are too many misfits. There are too many low batting average guys. There are too many injury prone, low innings pitchers. It's awful. I mean, Britton just came back. He went back on the DL because he pulled a hamstring. Before, you know, Voigt came back. Then he went back on the DL. Now he's back. I mean, these guys can't stay healthy. Stanton, all, he's paid to DH. $300 million to DH. And he can only do that 60% of the time because he's always hurt. The Yankees are paying a $300 million permanent DH. They've got a personal catcher because the other $300 million guy can't pitch to his starting catcher. They have a right fielder right now who's playing center field because our backup outfielders, one was dealt for our journeyman reliever, and the other, he should have retired yesteryear. We have a third base reject just stuck out in left field. We have Clint Frazier in right field, who it's a fiasco every time he catches the ball and tries to gun a throw and show off his arm. It's a shortstop who can't even play shortstop, which is the most important position of the infield. It is such a misfit, poorly constructed team. And and before Voigt got back, we had it was musical friggin' chairs at first base. And it feels like it's musical friggin' chairs at at least two positions every friggin' year. I am so tired of it. It's the most unathletic Yankees team in forever. I mean, no wonder why they hit into so many double plays. And teams don't even care about walking the Yankees anymore like they used to, right? The big thing used to be they walked, 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 but that was okay because they mashed homers and got away with it. Now, they don't hit the homers. Instead, they walk, 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 and they either hit into a double play or maybe they strike out. And they were talking about this in the Yes Booth today, and I really got to credit them because if I ripped the Yes Booth as much as I do, and we know I do, I've got to credit them because Michael Kay, David Cohn, and Paul O'Neill were on point today. And they all made some excellent points. You know, Kay was the guy who opened up the conversation and he was talking about, uh, talking to David and Paulie, how do you guys see analytics? And David and Paul kind of had a little, you know, I wouldn't say back to back and forth, but they were kind of discussing it a bit and having an open-minded discussion. And they both made some very good points. O'Neill was saying how, you know, 
it, it's become so strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. It doesn't matter that you strike out anymore. Putting the ball in play is a lost art and how the Yankees don't have these guys who hit the ball at a high clip and hit it in the gaps anymore and how, you know, it, it's so heavily focused on metrics and that's a problem. And Kay was kind of agreeing with him. And then Cohen said, well, it's not just the metrics, which I agree with because like he said, pitchers are getting better. There's a lot more talent in terms of, you know, the physicality of these players. That's true. But he's got to realize, I, I just, I, like, there are, analytic, I feel like David Cohn doesn't see analytics as a problem as big as it is. Now, there's a place for them. But the way he was kind of saying it, was almost as if he was putting the the analytics totally aside and shedding all the blame on just the fact that pitchers are better. Like it's a big problem preaching launch angle and in that the strikeout is less bad than the double play. But it shouldn't be compared. It shouldn't be strikeout or double play. It should be strikeout versus making contact because when you make contact, you don't just hit into double plays. When you swing and miss, you only strike out. There's no other outcome. But when you put the ball in play, you don't have to hit a double play. You hit a double in the gap. You hit a single. You hit a triple. And you can even hit home runs. Putting the ball in play trumps striking out. It's, and it's, oh, it's bad. It's bad. I know everybody likes Cone. Well, it's, it's mostly the, the generation's beneath me and the generation beneath me and my generation, you know, those loser hoodie Gleber accounts on Twitter, hoodie this, hoodie that, or, or, you know, the guys who have their, their selfies as their profile pictures. And those Yankees fans, you know, the ones who go to the games and, and take selfies of the chicken buckets who are overly positive and tell you that the metrics say it's going to turn around. Oh, they're the worst. I call them the Woba clan. Funny because I put out a tweet earlier on Twitter. I don't know the exact words I said, but I was just saying how people keep ripping guys like Derek Jeter, who is a champion, yet players in this current group who have not won a single thing get all this praise, like Sanchez, like Judge, and Giancarlo Stanton. And, you know, a lot of people agreed, but there's like one or two, you know, a few... 20-something-year-old, analytically-driven people who've probably never played the game in their lives, people who have just disagreed with me. And they were... I, I triggered some people today. I had a little fun going back and forth, and I really don't care anymore. I just... Whatever. At this point, you can't fix stupid. Um, but it's not wrong. Like, we've got to stop. Like, there's so much... These people were hyping up Glaber Torres. He's this year's old. He's only 20 years old. He can't even drink yet. He's a superstar. Look where he's gone. All that went to his head. All that went to his head. Now, the 38 home run, that's all. He can't even drive. The, he's, it's not even that he's not hitting home runs. Glaber Torres can't even drive the baseball anymore. He can't even drive it. The, the, he's not squaring up. Um... I looked up his exit velo and they were talking about it a few games ago. He's in the lower echelon. It's 85.3 miles per hour. I checked the other day. It's really bad. Now, he had some solid contact this series. But who cares? 
He's been bad. It's all gone from him. Excuse me. A lot of moving parts on his in, in his stance. Look at his lower half when he swings. He opens up. He drops the elbow sometimes. He's got to do what Gary did. Gary fixed his stride. His whole lower half is still. He stopped trying to pull everything. And he looks better right now. Didn't have the greatest weekend, but he looks better right now. He's been good for a while. But just they're hyping everybody up. Even Aaron Judge. Listen, Judge has had a great season so far. He's got nice numbers. He's staying healthy, which is the most important part right now. But we can criticize Judge because he he rarely gets the big hit. Every single time it feels like he comes empty, he comes through empty. A cheap ground ball or a strikeout, or at best he's going to walk. But where's that alpha who's going to jump on that fastball and pound it 450 feet on the Boston Red Sox? It's not the guy. Judge isn't getting the big hits. You got to be the guy. You're the guy of this team. You're the franchise. Be that guy. Kill the Red Sox. Red Sox have a bunch of Yankee killers. We need some Red Sox killers who every time, every series is going to destroy them. Doesn't get the big hits. Now he had a home run today, but I'm talking about late in the game when they need him. Get that extra hit. Doesn't happen with Aaron Judge a lot. And I think I'm, I'm just, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of everything. I can name players, what's wrong with him, what's wrong with that guy, this guy. Everybody right now is on my shit list. There's not one player I'm looking at and I'm like, yeah, you've had a good, no. Screw everybody. You can't get swept to Boston twice. You're 0-6 against it. That's not having a pulse. There's no pride there. That is a ballless team who doesn't give a shit. You could tell me all you want. You think they care. They got to show us. They got to charge ground balls. Stop playing so laid back. Run down the line. Take that extra base. Boston's up. What was it? At one point, they were up like four or five runs. They stole a base late in the game when they didn't need to. Because they're playing baseball. They're playing heads up ball. They're trying to crush your soul. They're doing the little things. They're doing the extra things. They play baseball. They hit. They field fine enough. They run. They pitch. But that lineup is so consistent. The batting order is the same every day. You know where you're hitting, which I think is a big friggin' reason that we are so inconsistent offensively or just suck. Um, but they know where they're hitting, and those same guys are producing every night. I mean, they've got a solid core. Bogarts, Martinez, Devers. That's their big three. We don't have a big three anymore. We have whoever's hot for this week. <laughs> but they got a big three. They've got solid, great, complimentary role players around that. Like Verdugo and other guys. They got a good squad over there, man. I don't know why people say they're going to regress. They're, they're playing good. I'm going to give them credit. I hate Boston, but I'm going to give them credit. They are playing good baseball. And they bitched the Yankees this series. They trolled us. I mean, they did everything they could to troll us. Whitlock, who we lost in the Rule 5 draft, is having a hell of a year. He bitched us. Adovino closed it out. You know, in Game 2. Getting Voigt to, to go down swinging. They had Ellsbury at the beginning, you know, in the pregame for Game 1. Ellsbury coming out in a Sox jersey for the Pedroia ceremony. 
clearly a troll job. He's not there for his Red Sox career, let's be real. He's there to troll the Yankees. They knew exactly what they were doing. And they can do it. Evaldi, that same game, bitched us around. Dude lost like 35 pounds. He looks great and he's pitching good. But they know what they're doing over there, man. They just, we're 0-6 against this team. That's not good. You can't do that. Show life. One win. Something. The division numbers, they were showing it. We're not good against anybody in this division. The best team we're playing against in the East is the Orioles, who we're 6-4 against. Against a horrible team. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Trey Hamburg, Esteban Floreal. Davey Garcia sucks, by the way. I mean, I was reading his recent stat lines. Every time I look, he's getting obliterated. No fastball. I don't know. He's too small. I'm not high on the guy. But the Ambergi Florial thing, that'd be nice. But let's be real. Is that going to change this team? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Florial's not hitting well down there. Ambergi maybe, but... This, this team needs a whole lot than a Trey Ambergi. I mean, we, we tried Chris Kittens. Like, it's I just don't see it being enough this year. I mean, how much could they possibly do in one season to salvage this team? Because if the goal is truly to win a World Series, we have got a hell of a lot of work to do. And I'm not sure we could do that in one season. We are barely 500. We're 40 and 37 after 77 games. That's almost halfway through. We're almost at the 81 mark. And I think... I don't know. We're going to head the break. I think that's it, though. I, I, I'm tired of it. We'll be right back. You are listening to RJ Carbone on BD4. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can do that right now. BD4 is available on iTunes... Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and you can also watch it on YouTube. There are plenty of other platforms to find this podcast. All you have to do is go to linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. And that will take you to where you need to be. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone in order to subscribe to this podcast. I keep thinking to myself, what's it going to have to take? What's, what's, what is it going to take to get Aaron Boone out of here or Brian Cashman out of here? But like if we like we got swept by the Detroit Tigers. That wasn't it. We got swept by the Phillies. That wasn't it. We keep getting bitched around by these bad teams. And it's not enough. It's not it's if this wasn't it, getting swept by Boston, I don't I just 
Like, I don't see them, this whole thing, the Yankees becoming sellers, and I want them to. I said on Twitter, I really want them to. They have to. But, like, they're not going to make any firings, and I have a feeling they're not going to sell. Like, they're just going to stick with this whole idea that, like we said at the top of the show, they're going to figure out a way. They keep thinking, like, these small little wind stretches. I can't even say wind streaks because we don't really streak together wins. Or good stretches of play are common, like, we win a game, then we lose one, then we win three. It's it's like we won seven out of nine heading into this series. You know, off tiny little win streaks, like two or three. I feel like that is going to keep happening. Like, we're going to be bad a lot, but we'll have also these these small little false hope stretches where everybody in the right mind knows that it's not going to be enough, but it's going to make the Yankees... It's going to distort their vision, these small little wind stretches that we have occasionally, where it seems like we're right on the cusp is going to distort their vision and they're just going to keep going and riding with this whole we'll figure it out narrative because they'll have those stretches. And then by the deadline, July 30th, Cashman's neither going to buy or sell. He'll, do, he'll buy, but it'll be the same old, you know, let's find some random journeyman starting pitcher at the end of his days and then maybe we'll require some low 200s hitting lefty bat. Or we'll just keep stacking up on right-handed bets. Like, it's going to be some bullshit move that he's going to try and sell to this fan base. And the more Cashman talks about how they're going to do stuff at the deadline, which he has been, the, the less I fucking feel comfortable. It's going to be the same shit. What are you going to pull off? What's coming? Who do you have to make a big deal? Are you really getting Cattell Marte? Are you really going after Adam Frazier? And is that even going to be enough? Is that even going to be enough at this point? There are so many holes on this roster, on this team. They are led by a piss-poor puppet manager. Their GM constructed a team that anybody could have told you wasn't going to win. I mean, shit. Garrett Cole got lit up today. Since the Spidey Tech thing has started becoming more and more... Since this whole thing started, he's obviously lesser of a pitcher. He's still good. He's still an ace, but he's not top two pitcher in baseball ace-like anymore. You can see the difference. The spin rates are down. Today wasn't as bad, but the control is not there. You can see his command is not the same. He's given up homers. He was awful today. Domingo Herman, three in a row. He's just getting shelled left and right. I don't know what the hell's going on with that scumbag. Um, Michael King is going out there every fifth day. Jamison Tyone is... is in the back end with him. You can't run out. If Herman's going to continue to suck. And then you've got Tyone and King. That's three-fifths of your rotation. Bad. And then you've got Jordan Montgomery. Who's consistently so-so. Right? He consistently gives you quality starts at the bare minimum. Or, you know, five innings, two runs. Or something like that. He's going to be consistently keeping you in the game. Never dominant nor awful. Most of the time. So it's like after Garrett Cole, who's even starting to regress a little bit, what the hell is going to happen day to day? You rely on the offense? No, you can't because they suck. 
So that's why we are where we are. And remember a few weeks back, I was saying, once the pitching, both the, the rotation and the pen, starts to regress, which they are now, and the offense remains piss poor, which they are, we're going to see a dip in games and wins. And we are. We're seeing this team about to even out at 500 if they continue to lose. And they've got four games against the Anaheim Angels. Would not be surprised if they got swept. Would not be surprised if they took three out of four at least because that's who they are. They're going to trick you into thinking they're they're good again, and they're not. And I'm done believing in that. I'm done buying into that. That's why if you read my blogs, uh, if you read them during the Royal Series, all three games, even during the two wins, I was pessimistic. Pessimistic, I'll put that in quotes. Because I know this isn't the one. This is not the team. So I'm out. I'm out on them. This is it. I'm done with the podcast. We're, we're ending it early. I'm sick of this team. They suck. They're awful. They're diabolically abominable. That's what we're ending with. This team sucks. I hate everything. <laughs> See you next time. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Episode 260 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees index analysis. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, be sure to do that right now. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, if you want to watch us, and many more platforms to listen to us. Um, we do episodes on the Yankees every series, and we also cover the Knicks every two games when they are in season. Um, we write a blog every game on the Yankees episodes, and also on the Knicks episodes when they're in season. Um, well, I'm sorry, every game. Um, Follow me on social media. All that stuff I just mentioned, the blog, the podcast right here, and my social media. You can find all of that on my link tree at linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. Once again, that is linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. Get to break one last time. When we get back, we'll get to the NYYMYK question of the day, and then we'll wrap it up. You can follow me on Facebook at r.j.carbone. You can follow me on Instagram at robjcarbone. And you can follow me on Twitter at nysportstalkrc. And if you want to follow along with the blog that I write, subscribe to It's My Opinion on nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. All right, so last time out in episode 259 for our NYY NYK question of the day, I asked you all, during Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak, how many of those hits were singles? The answer to that question, 56 of the hits he had during the 56-game hit streak were singles. 56. Um, and you know, obviously he didn't have 56 hits, he had more than that, but 56 of the games during that 56 game hit streak, sorry, 56 of the hits during that streak were singles. 
And up to 60 right here. The question of the day, the NYY NYK question of the day. Mariano Rivera leads the Yankees and baseball all time with 652 saves. Who is second in franchise history? All right, that's the NYY NYK question of the day for episode 260. Mariano Rivera leads the Yankees and baseball all time with 652 saves. Who is second in franchise history? Little hint, it's not close. <laughs> so let me know the answer on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Message me the answer or comment the answer once I publish this podcast on there and share it. So that's it. The Yankees suck. And I'm just done. Ciao.